How to Face Your Fears and Still Lead, Coach, and Manage, Part 2. Coaching for Potential will help you reset and rewire your leadership language. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hi, Rory. Hey, Paul. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me back, my friend. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, We are doing a part two talking about uh, fears and how to coach through them. Absolutely. And we've rarely done two segments or two parts before. And so, uh, but this I think is so important in, you know, facing the challenges that we as organizations are facing, uh, leaders are facing. How do I manage my organization? How do I manage my team? How do I keep us successful? All of those are great questions that we're facing. And so how do we do that going forward? And it's just an important question of how do we face our fears and still manage coach and lead? We were, were referring to the uh, pandemic that's going on, the financial mm-hmm. concerns, and how do you still keep your team um, set and still motivated and still coach them. Um, one of the things that we talked about last episode was educating yourself. You had some mm-hmm. more tips on that. Yeah, absolutely. One of the first things you do is is a fear of the unknown is more challenging than the fear of the thing itself. And so I was talking to a friend of mine last week and he said to me, I just don't know what to do Mm. or I don't know what I should do. And when you're in that kind of a situation, get some more information about how did people make decisions in the past when they were faced with difficult situations like this. And so, you know, I'm a huge Ernest Shackleton fan. And we may actually do a bonus uh, episode on this and Ernest Shackleton. And the more I talk about it, the more I think, yes, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. But the question is, ultimately, you know, you've got to have some mentors from the past who are leaders that you admired. And you said, I want to follow that person. So how do they do it? And my my folks that I love to follow are Harry Truman and Ernest Shackleton. They both led the world and they led their expeditions at very challenging times. And so, you know, Ernest Shackleton's boat got crushed and sank the bottom of the Waddell Sea, but he saved all 27 of his men. Harry Truman led the nation during World War II and made some incredibly challenging uh, decisions. But one of the things that he was always doing, and Ernest Shackleton and Harry Truman both, uh, were incredibly well-read. And they would call on their knowledge of people in the past who had faced difficult challenges and overcame those challenges. So the key is to educate yourself. What are some of the best practices for your team, your organization, so you can go forward? Because if we can do best practices in in an effective way, then we can make sure that we're making the best decisions we possibly can. So always look for what are the models out there? What are the best practices that we can implement to make sure that we're moving in a a positive direction? Uh, Talk a little bit about peer pressure and how you get a culture to do the right thing when it comes to uh, facing fears. Yeah, I think that's a great question is with your organization, with your team, if you can get all of them together and say, okay, here's our challenge, here's our situation, how should we handle this? Uh, do we work from home? Uh, do we, can we work remotely? Uh, do we do skeleton crews and you know, keep people separated? Um, you're going to see fewer customers coming in, so you can go ahead and go to skeleton crews. But you can use the entire group together to say collectively, what's our choice with this? Uh, because peer pressure can be a very, very effective tool. Uh, it's like what you've seen in China or you've seen, in, particularly in Italy, people are saying stay home to save a life. 
And so collectively, they're always saying is stay separate, stay away from people so that you can, in fact, be safe. And I just think that's a very, very important key is never be afraid to use peer pressure as a leader. And, uh, and I, we should probably do a podcast just on that is the power of utilizing peer pressure. But I think that's an important question is get your team together, ask them what you think they, what they think they should do. And then there may be times when you've got to make a decision without them collectively saying, this is the way to go. But you've got to say, I need you to help support this. I need us to be a team with this. We've got to do, we've got to face this challenge together. And I think that's that esprit de corps is so important with us facing difficult challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, phrase peer pressure seems so negative but really what it is is everyone feels ownership to the solution and for each other absolutely and and we're just at esprit de corps we're all in this together how do we do it all together how do we survive and succeed facing this challenge together as a group uh how about uh what your organization should look like after you go through a situation of fear How Mm. how do you try to visualize that yeah, I mean, that you make a great point. Just using that word visualize, you've got to visualize success. What is this going to look like in two years from now or three years from now? Um, you know, the, the Allied forces in World War II, you know, were going to defeat the Germans during World War II. They're going to defeat the Nazi regime. And that was always their vision of having a world that the Nazi regime was eliminated. And they, in fact, did that. And that's how they visualize success. We have to visualize a world where this disease is no longer the kind of disease that can create a pandemic or create the kind of fear that we're facing. So what do we have to do in order to get there? And if we can visualize a world where we're going back and uh, to watching baseball games, we're going back to football games, we're going back and watching March Madness, even though we're foregoing them now, we want to visualize success that we stay true to the cause and we make sure that we can overcome these challenges. And that's the important key of being be visualizing that success, be patient, wait out the storm and see us recovering and being healthier because of this challenge. I think that's the key to visualizing success in the situation. Since we're all in it together, Mm -hmm. um, how do you solicit um, help from everyone else? Well, this is a great, yeah, no, this is a great question. Let's say that you're a leader and you're feeling tremendous stress. And I think all leaders are feeling tremendous stress at this point in this time. And that's, that's a great question. And so if you've got a mentor, if you've got somebody who you look up to that, that is a person that you can call and say, okay, what should I do in this situation? How would you handle it? What would you do? How do we go about it? And, and have someone you can have that, that fearful conversation that says, you know, I'm afraid, I don't know what to do, but I've got to make a decision. I've got to lead my team. It's okay to ask for help. And that's one of the things as leaders, we sometimes think we have to do it ourselves. And it's okay to reach out to another leader or say, what are you doing at this organization? Or what challenges are you facing? Be able, be a big enough person, put your ego aside that you're not afraid to ask for help. And I just think that's an important key in a time of crisis to say, you know what, I need help. How can someone help me in this process? I think that's an important, important key. Uh, I'm still amazed how people view that as a weakness when it really is a strength to ask other people for help. You bet. Absolutely. And there are so many people who've, uh, who've gone through, you know, uh, talk therapy with a psychologist and later on, they say it was one of the best things I ever did in my life because I was able to overcome some of the big challenges. So, yeah, ask for help. You come out on the other side as a much better person and you're much more confident. You're much more self-assured. So be willing to make those choices. Don't be afraid to ask for help from somebody to say, hey, can you help me with this? So part of asking for help is if you're a leader, sometimes you need to follow someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how do you put yourself in the position to do that? Yeah, follow others or you know, find a recipe for success. This is a great key on best practices. And I know we're struggling right now in the United States of what's the best approach to this process. We're kind of ramping up now with the test and things like that. But, you know, you've got to find a recipe for success and best practices. And, you know, the Chinese and the South Koreans have gone through this. They've put together a process. And, you know, uh, the Italians took another method. They just kind of shut the country down. But the, the South Koreans and the Chinese, you know, set, shut down certain segments of their society. And with that, they were able to control it. But they also did a number of other factors that we need to mirror match and model. But get a recipe for success. And with you and your team, the recipe for success is making sure that we work together, that everybody's communicating well, that we're kind to each other, that we're respectful with each other, to recognize that we have a difficult challenge in front of us, but we're going to get through this together. And because we face this challenge, we're going to be closer in a close-knit organization, and we're going to be stronger because of it. I think that's the important key, and that's the recipe of success is, you know, if, if all else fails, make sure that we're kind to each other and respectful to each other in this challenging time. How do you keep a positive attitude going mm, going forward yeah. when when the future is so unknown, whether it's At, physically or just the uh, the economics of it all for your business? Yeah, I think this is so important. It's really really interesting. It just reminds me when you asked that question of just one moment in Ernest Shackleton's journey. Um, he had to take a boat 800 miles across the Antarctic Ocean. Uh, to really find an island. And so it was like, you know, it was basically a dot in this huge sea and they had to navigate perfectly under these incredible uh, water conditions. But what he found is the two people who were the most negative individuals in the entire group, he brought them with him. And the reason being is he didn't want them to stay behind and infect the rest of the group. So he brought these two people who were the most negative with them, and they had a crew of about eight total, uh, six that were the real working crew. But these two that were the most negative, uh, they basically just kind of rolled up and and uh, curled up at the bottom of the boat and just stayed in the hull of the boat, you know, in this miserable setting where the rest of the folks who were trying to be positive and saying, we're going to find a solution, we're going to find a way to survive, uh, did in fact find a way to survive. So being positive is a choice and it's a challenge. He tells another story about uh, a man who was, you know, he, they were just in such close quarters in this, in this life raft uh, for days on end. 11 days at a time and he was so tired of a of a shipmate and so he got out on the front of it because he was so angry didn't want to yell at him because they would <laughs> just bring the whole team down he went out on the front of the boat and just sang started singing songs and Ernest Shackleton applauded him for it he said you know I'm just really glad that you led the team like that and you were willing to sing in a very challenging time and he basically said I was going to kill this guy <laughs> and so I had to relieve the pressure and there was no place to go we were all in this lifeboat together I couldn't walk a mile away so the only thing I could do was sing songs and he said that really helped bring the group up because other people started singing with him while he was doing it and so that that moment of anger and frustration turned into a positive moment for the entire team and we've got to make sure that we have that sense of esprit de corps during this challenging moment too what are we going to do to keep us positive and and positivity is a choice we can make that choice and we can become an unstoppable irresistible and unafraid and we've got to make sure that we can do that too. How to be unstoppable, irresistible, and unafraid. As a leader, we've got to be basically, we may be afraid, we may be angry, go to the front of the boat, sing, get everybody together, and yeah. move in the right direction. I mean, that that's quite a choice. You could be miserable or sing. I, 
<laughs> you can you can make that decision, you know. Right. And, you can make the decision. I'm going to go out front. I'm going to start singing at the top of my lungs. And it was a way for him to release the anger and release his frustration, but not in a negative way towards the person. Because he knew the thing that they couldn't do is they couldn't start a fight amongst themselves because they couldn't mutiny. Mm-hmm. The only way they're going to survive as a team, and that's the way our country is going to survive. We've got to survive as a team. We can't mutiny against each other. We've got to work together. And how do we make this work? And one of the keys that we make as a leader is to have that positive attitude, regardless of the scenarios that we're facing right now, regardless of the situation we're facing. We've got to have that positive attitude. How do we lead our teams going forward? When we make plans for our business and our team, and it seems like every day there's a new uh, ripple in the situation, how do we keep pivoting and changing for that? Yeah, that is a great one. If it, you know, and this is a challenging task. We may we may find some ways that we start in this process and we fail and we go, okay, we've got to try it again. It's okay uh, to be willing to pivot. And what I mean by that is, okay, we made this decision and now we've recognized that's not the right decision. We're going to go a different direction. And you as a business owner, you may be faced with the task, if I'm going to pay my people and then maybe in two months you can't pay them anymore. I completely understand that and, and say we've used the resources we have to the best of our ability. I want to try to keep the business alive and keep the business going. And so be willing to pivot, even though at this point it's not the right decision, but later on it may be, be willing to pivot. And, and, and that is the key of, of leadership is to say, you know what, we're going to try a different direction. Uh, sometimes during World War One, when Harry Truman was a captain, he actually retreated on a number of occasions because he found that it was just too dangerous to stay where they were at. So they were there to fight on the front, realized that that wasn't the greatest key. He pulled his group's troops back, reestablished and said, OK, let's go forward in a different direction. And so sometimes we have to do that. Retreat, recollect and go forward is the way that we have to handle those crises in your company. As a leader, um, you need to focus on the people that you're trying to get through. Um, Mm -hmm. How does that help your motivation? Yeah. Focus on others as your motivation. Uh, We, we, in, in our society and in our world, you know, we feel so much better about ourselves when we help another human being. And so this is a great opportunity for us to step back and say, this is an opportunity to help another human being. And so motivate on how can we help others motivate on how can we help someone else through this crisis and if we can do that, then that is a great way for us to move forward in a positive way. So focus on others as motivation. Focus on how you can help your team. Focus on how you can help your family members. Focus on how you can keep people positive. And if you can do that by focusing on others, you worry less about the fear, but saying, how can I help others in this process? Be kind, be respectful, help build up their spirit, talk to them, say, we can make it through this. And then just do some fun things, you know, have some diversions. That's one of the things that Ernest Shackleton did uh, during that time when they were on the ice flow for about nine months and literally no communication with the outside world. They would have great debates about just the wildest things that they could have in their time. You know, what what is the best religion in the world? Um, What's the best what's the best? you know, political system in the world. They would just have these debates on which way you could go about that because he wanted to keep his folks thinking about other things than just the sheer misery of being cold, miserable, hungry, and are we going to survive? He wanted them to think about something else to occupy their time so they could focus going forward. And that's what we've got to do with our team is say, okay, stay focused on the task. Stay focused on that process. Focus on others for motivation. It's almost like Apollo 13. Remember that in that scene? They were kind of breaking up as a team and the leader said, you know, stay focused on the mission. We've got to bring them back. So when they 
focused on how do we bring those those astronauts back, then it brought their attention to that that critical factor. Okay, we need to focus, work together, and find a way that we can make this happen. And by doing that, uh, they did it in a way that you know what they brought them back successfully. So they focused on others, and that was the key to their success. When you have a little downtime, um, mm-hmm. it allows you to do some things, and. Every episode, I say, how do we get a hold of you, Rory? But this is the perfect time for people to get a hold of you. How would they do that? Absolutely. They can go to RoryRoland.com, and they can certainly reach out to me there. Uh, the other thing that you know that we offer is we offer Coaching Manage University uh, to anyone who writes in. I'll give away a free episode every week. Mm-hmm. And so I've had people have done that, and I'm happy to give them away. So we'll give away a free episode each week. Uh, to coachingmanager.university. You can go there. It's got a form you can fill out, send it to me, say you want to get it, and we will send it out to you. And you can do it anywhere in the world. So that's a great thing about Coaching Manager University is it's an online self-structured program. Now that you've got some time that the world has slowed down, this is a way to, in fact, sharpen your skills. And so now you've got some time to do that. So sharpen your skills during this process. And just just for clarification, um, Mm -hmm. you know, as you're as people do have more downtime, it, it, we don't want it to sound too much like a commercial in there because I'm going through it myself. So I'm going through the, the classes myself. So mm-hmm. it, it really is a valuable thing, folks. So right. so contact Rory and, and get involved with that um, self-development tool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I'd be happy to help you and get you signed up for it. And we'll we'll just go from there. But remember, Coach Management University, send me an email and I'd be happy to get you a copy of right. it. Thank you. All right. Thanks for this episode of Coaching with Potential. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.